I want to remind you that you are a powerful being, filled with power. You are an eternal being, having a temporary experience, having an earthly experience. Hello, and welcome to Power Hour. This is Dr. Kresslin, your empowerment coach. I am so glad that you've decided to join us today. For those of you who are watching by YouTube, welcome. And those who are joining for our podcast, stay tuned. You are in for a delightful conversation today. Remember, an empowerment coach is just somebody to help you remember that there's a power within you that is always working on your behalf. All you've got to do is tap into that power. And it's so easy to forget that we have it because we live in a world where everybody is vying for their own thing. We're pulling at and tugging at each other's energies and just forgetting just how magnificent and how powerful we are. But at any moment that you choose, you can just stop and take it all in. And remember, you can always... Check back here too. I'll always let you know just how powerful you are. But enough about that. I am so excited about today's guest. I am so excited and you're going to be excited too. I know that you came in wanting to hear when you read the topic, relearning intimacy. Oh, wow. We're going to have a good conversation. And man, don't get jealous because you're not in on it. You can chime in and leave some uh information in the comments, you know, and for all those other intimacy experts out there, feel free to chime in only in a positive way, though. All negative comments will be deleted. Just that simple. Anyway, I have known our speaker today, our, uh, our guru, our expert. I've known her for several years in many different capacities, but we don't have time for all of that. She's always been wonderful. Uh, her name is Miss Sunshine LaVere. And let me tell you something, that's, that, that is a new name for me. So I'm going to try not to refer to her as the old name because we live up to who we are and we get to choose who we are. And she's chosen this as her name because she has evolved into some, a butterfly, just something as beautiful as you can imagine. And so Sunshine is an intimacy facilitator. Uh, she has been inspired and educated and now is ready to teach us about how to become intimate with ourselves, with the world, and for the lover that you desire, because I have the one I desire. Also, it has been a long journey, journey to healing as she has sought uh, to become the best and most magnificent version of her feminine self. And so she is also coaching mostly men on um, their ability to thrive in their masculinity through the muse factor. And she uses amazing life coach strategies. She, she's just, she's awesome, but you'll see in a minute, you'll see in a minute. So welcome, welcome Sunshine. Thank Bless you for having me. Sun rays, girl, send <laughs> us some blessings. I am I'm so delighted to be have here. you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Why don't you, I know I didn't mention everything. So <laughs> this is your commercial time. Is it anything that you want us to know? Like before we get started, where to follow you, what you have coming up next, you know, just share with us a little bit more about yourself. Oh, thank you so much. Well, 
Uh, I do have the Sunshine Experience, which is an online radio platform. You can find it uh, on most podcast sites. It will be available starting September 3rd. So I'm excited to um, reintroduce how we listen to radio in the evenings. Um, it's a way, I call it a vibe matrix. You enter the sunshine experience where you get a chance to relax and redefine what your week was up until Thursday and going into the weekend. You have a new mindset. You're relaxed. You feel more like yourself and ready to just reimagine life on a grand scale and how you fit into it. So, yes, I'm super excited about it. Girl, I just feel those those rays coming through. Just, Thank you. Just coming through so strong. I feel your energy. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. And so now as we're talking about intimacy, okay, mm -hmm. and I wanted to say relearning intimacy because many of us have had experiences um, that introduced us to intimacy in a way that wasn't real intimacy. Mm -hmm. uh, some of us may identify intimacy as sex. You know, and we know that that's just one component of it and probably not the the deepest, most loving, most exciting part of intimacy, mm -hmm. especially for women, because we know men and women are, are different. Yes. We have different needs. Yes. But I, I just I've been like chewing at this all week uh, <laughs> for this conversation. So in your own definition, how would you what do you say intimacy is? Well, intimacy is a makeup of the full four components of who we are. And that involves mind, body, emotions, and energy. Mm -hmm. And it's a way for us to connect going inner first. And as we go deeper within ourselves to connect not only with those four parts, but to harmonize those four parts together then we start to feel more complete and whole within ourselves. So when we connect with the world and when we connect with our partner, it's a true connection. It's an exchange of open, honest, vulnerable, authentic energy. And in lovemaking, that is where you need like the most particular flow of yourself to connect. And it takes your life. Um, you know, we don't understand the power that, true intimacy, whether it's in sex, whether it's in how we eat our food, whether it's in how we dress our bodies, you know, how we rub lotions on ourselves, things like that. We don't understand the power that that gives us out in the world to create our best selves and to reimagine and recreate our world. And that's the way I see it. <laughs> wow. So, so we've, we've heard that the components, you know, that we're mind, body, and soul, mind, soul, spirit, you know, just according to how you define the soul. Some people define the soul and the spirit as the same thing. Mm -hmm. I personally define the soul as the seat of your emotions, your thinking, your, your will, then your body, and then the spiritual part of yourself that is the ever-loving, all-loving, powerful self or the Holy Spirit of, you know, different people call it by different names, but mm -hmm. I think we're all referring to the same thing and that's the God within us. Mm -hmm. But I've never heard the energy component as a separate component of self. So yes. tell me, how do we build intimacy in our energy? Tell us what energy is for people who are new to us using vibing up and powering up using our <laughs> energy. Talk to us about what in it, energy is and then how we tap into intimacy using our energy. 
Energy is the creative power that was put in all of us at birth, at conception, actually. It is the way that the divine pours into us so that we can pour back out into the world. Mm -hmm. So you will find that you can be standing in line around somebody. And if they are not really connected to the divine in that moment, because we're not always all connected, but it's important to try and connect in every moment so that your energy is one that pulls in positivity, is one that produces positivity. And it's a way that your connectivity vibrates with everyone else around you and how you vibrate within yourself uh, in order to manage your emotions, in order to treat your body as a temple, in order to guard your thoughts and your mind and direct them in positive ways. So your energy is bas basically a, a catalyst for how you vibrate in the world. Mm. You yeah. know, it's amazing that you said that because when I, so when you, you tie the energy to creativity, mm -hmm. because I know that when I am um, vibing on a level of like love, when I'm just, I can just feel love pouring for me, peace, harmony, joy, all those things. I am far more creative. Yes. Yes. I am far more creative. And then I also know that those base level energies like anger, jealousy, fear, worry, um, it is really hard to, you, you can't, you're like in a bubble or in a knot mm -hmm. uh, of that negative energy. And so I use meditation. That's a way that I really connect with myself. And that's my intimacy building moment is through mm -hmm. meditation when I'm able to escape those base level emotions and base level thinking that can sometimes trip us up throughout the day. You know, that inner child want to burst out or mm -hmm. inner victim or whoever, you know, wants to, wants to rear their head and, you know, and we can nurture them, you mm -hmm. know, but, uh, but I choose not to stay there. And meditation really helps me uh, change the, the music that's mm -hmm. playing in my head. Uh -huh. And so I never looked at it as, being intimate through my energy. Yeah. Like using the term intimacy. Yes. So now yes. I'm, I'm able to connect the dots. And I just think that is so amazing. Yes. So how did you make the shift? What were some life experiences that happened for you to, to really move you and transition you in this direction of being this intimate facilitator of love <laughs> and energy and excitement and breathing life into people again? Well, I'm glad you asked because um, when I left my, my last marriage, my last marriage, um, we were together five years and I swore beyond the shadow of a doubt, he was the love of my life, this was it, everything was gonna work out and it was gonna be perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and then I found myself extremely ill, overweight, depressed, looking and feeling old and not living up to any of my potential in life. And it came down to, for lack of a better way to describe it, it was either him or me. It was mm -hmm. us or me, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, and so I chose me. And I struck out in my vehicle with just a little bit of what I could fit in it. <laughs> and I just began to crisscross the country in my car, literally living in my car. But I did that on purpose because driving has always been something that helped me focus, you know, I can think. And um, 
in my quest for trying to really understand why is it that I keep making the same mistakes in life? Why is it that I'm not understanding how to walk in who I know I am? There's something within every one of us that we really know who we are, but we're so unfair to ourselves because we try not to be that person thinking it isn't enough. And I'm out here thinking, I, I know I'm enough. How come I don't act like it? How come I don't treat myself like it? So during that time, I ran into my youngest son. They're both truck drivers. And I ran into my youngest one and I spent some time on the truck with him. And I was like, you know what, son? I could totally do this. And he said, yeah, mom, you could. So I thought to myself, I'm out here in the world anyway, just driving around. I might as well get paid for it. And I might as well be able to sit in a seat for hours at a time and get my head together, figure out not who I am, but why I'm not okay with who I am. And it was on that journey. Just stop right there. (laughs) Just stop right there. Yes. Not just figuring out who you are, but why is it that you're not okay with who you are? Somebody needs to hear that right now. Yeah. Somebody needs to hear that right now. Okay, go ahead and just make sure you include that part, the solution to that part. (laughs) Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, because it it was important. Like, innately within myself, I've always been aware of my gifts and talents. I've always been aware of my sensuality and my connection to my own sexuality. Despite the fact that I had been molested and raped as a girl and as a woman, it did not stop the fact that I enjoy my own body. And I enjoy experiencing my body through sex with someone I love, right? Uh, And then sometimes with somebody I don't, but shh, we ain't gonna talk about that. (laughs) I think you'll be speaking on behalf of many people. Right. But so, um, you know, I just was like, why am I not okay with that? Why am I not okay with being smart and funny and sensual and sexual and, you know, just whatever else that I know that I am? And why am I always trying to fit into places that turn me into or box me into something that is so far beyond what I know like, it's not even, well, who am I? Where am I? It's like living in the twilight zone. Mm-hmm. It became ridiculous. Um, and I, I started to think the more I was out on the road, you know, and just driving hours and hours at a time, you know, trucking, um, it's like, I don't want to turn 50. 50 is the year of Jubilee, they say, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to turn 50 and not have a Jubilee. So at the time I started trucking, I had about 18 months to fix my Jubilee together, right? Um, and so I, I made that a life purpose and a life goal is by the time I turn 50, I want to be totally 100% un, uh, unapologetic about being okay with me. Wow. 100%. And it led me on a journey to accepting the fact that I know how to make love. Wow. Not just sex, but I know how to make love. I know how to love people. 
I know how to walk into the grocery store and that old lady who's limping along, she's just grabbing her bottle of wine because she just, she doesn't know what else to do. She just needs to drink her problems away. No, baby girl, you look beautiful today. Mm. You're so special. You know, mm. I know how to make love and I'm okay with being an intimacy facilitator. I'm okay with helping you connect to your own beauty, your own femininity, if you're a man, your own masculinity, the things that balance and connect us. Right. Yeah. Oh, that is so powerful. That is so powerful because especially as women, no matter what size, whether we're skinny, medium, big, you know, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. most women have body image issues. And I know, mm-hmm. I, I think I've shared this before um, because a lot of the shaming that happened when I was a little girl, I was super skinny. Mm-hmm. And then I became really gravely ill to where I was, I mean, I literally was dying and I was meeting bones. I was in the hospital for a very long mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, uh, that was one end of the spectrum where my mother was morbidly obese. That was the other end of the spectrum. So I've always had a high level of consciousness when it came to the woman's body. And I don't, I think as perfect as I've been my entire life, I've never felt like I had the perfect body, no matter what size it was. I, I, I'm certain of that because I can look back through my journals and tell you that I've always had a weight loss goal or a weight gain goal or something of that, mm. of that sort. But I, 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 you know, so that kind of intimacy, and I know you're working with men too, you know, they may have a different kind of issue. I'm certain that they have a different kind of intimacy issue, mm-hmm. but I, I think it's a very positive tool and message also for women when it comes to the self-love component of our bodies. And I mean, mm-hmm. that's even a, a form of meditation that I'm doing regularly right now. Yes. It's really loving my, I've apologized to my body for being shaming, you know, for shaming it and for, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I wish this part would go away and all that. Cause this body has been good to me. Mm-hmm. It has been good. It's been, I've put it through a lot and I've abused it and I've, I've done things to it that should not have been done and it is still going well. And I had to tell myself the truth about my body and realize that speaking to it is just like speaking to a glass of water that if you speak well of it, the molecules will look differently than if you shame the water a uh, different, you know, it, it, it will turn out differently too. So um, this is very comforting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What you're sharing right now is very comforting to me. Yeah. And so what, what would you say to women? Um, just some simple things, like three simple things that women could do to, practice more self-love and practice self-intimacy in a way that they can be okay with the body that God gave them. Yeah. Well, you mentioned one meditation. Um, That is a big part of my practice, a big part of what I have used for healing and what I use with clients. Mm -hmm. Um, Meditation. You can pull up any kind of meditation on body image, um, But it's really about meditation. Um, What it is, is it means to know. Not to believe. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. It means to know. And all it is, is helping you get to know you. Mm -hmm. 
in a way that you're okay with. See, it's not, it's not necessary that other people be okay with you. That's never, that's never necessary. Because as long as you're okay with you, you're dumb enough to think everybody's okay with you. <laughs> Do you find that? Are okay with me and then I haven't been okay with myself. It's yeah. like nuts. Yeah, yeah. But, you know? I mean, that's, that's steeped in some history and some background, and so I'm aware of it. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah. it is what it is, and we're yeah. doing better. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing is meditation. And another thing is you mentioned self-love. And I think we mix self-love up with, you know, oh, I'm going to get my nails done. You know, that's, that's care. That's personal care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But self-love is that full acceptance, whether you're 200 pounds or 120 pounds. If you can accept whatever you are in the moment, then you will get to where you want to be otherwise. Mm-hmm. But if you're always pushing for the holy grail of you, you will not see that you are the holy grail right now as you are. Repeat that one more. That's, that's powerful. That, that, yes. that is so powerful. Please repeat that. Yes. If, if you're always seeking the, the, <laughs> the holy grail in the future, you will never know the holy grail that you currently are. You are already all right. And that's what self-love is. It's knowing that I'm already all right. And I'll tell you something else about self-love before I move to the third point. You mentioned about how you grew up with your your own personal thinness and your, your mother being morbidly obese. We don't understand and connect the dots that these kinds of things are generational curses. Absolutely. You know, and... The only way that I have found, there may be other ways, but the only way that I have found to break a generational curse is through self-love. That's the only way that I've been, because what self-love does, it helps you affirm who you are in the moment. I am beautiful. I am loving. I am worthy. I am enough. Mm -hmm. It helps you affirm who you are in the moment. It helps you see the Holy Grail. And whatever was in the past, whether it was passed down through your DNA or whether it was a home you grew up in, it will start to fall off. Mm -hmm. So you have to cultivate self-love. You also talked about that acceptance piece. And Mm -hmm. so uh, the research is like when when we're in acceptance, uh, it's, it's easier for us to regulate our emotions. Yes. Because when you can just fully accept who you are, then, and you don't buy into the lie of you're reaching for the Holy Grail, Mm -hmm. you are the Holy Grail, then those feelings that come up don't toss you here and there. Mm -hmm. And then the better we feel that energy part of intimacy, the better we feel, the more God's universe Mm-hmm. just starts giving us more things to feel good about, which really sets you on the path of reaching those ideal weight goals or yeah. ideal image goals. Yes. 
So yes. that's, that's wonderful. So you and I are totally vibing right now. We're in a vibe matrix because that was the third point that I was going to make to women is emotional balance. Wow. Emotional. We talked about the four components, which are mind, emotions, body, and energy. Mm. A lot of us struggle with, um, you know, we talked about body, body image. Um, and we, we've discussed how to handle that, right? Energy, we've talked about what that is. Um, but our emotions are, and our mind are one and the same almost. Mm -hmm. Because what's going on up here generates our emotional response, right? But your emotions are your body's reactions to what you are thinking. Right. Right? Yes. Right. So if you're trying to, if you got 200 pounds on you, extra 200 pounds on you, and this right here isn't clicking right, you can hit that gym 90, 90 hours a day as if there were any. <laughs> yes. And it's not going to fall off. Blockage. Mm -hmm. that em those emotions that you're suppressing, the emotions that you're allowing to go overboard when you know this reaction to whatever is hurting me or upsetting me is overboard. Mm -hmm. It's causing damage to my body. Mm-hmm. It's causing damage to my psyche. It's damaging me. Mm -hmm. When I hold it in, it's damaging me. Mm -hmm. And what people don't realize is that then you begin to self-sabotage. So accepting yourself doesn't give you permission to go and eat donuts for breakfast, lunch, and dinner mm -hmm. and still receive those weights. Because, see, that's still self-hate. Yes. So acceptance and self-love really naturally guides you into making the choices and giving your body what it needs because the body knows what it needs. And mm -hmm. so we get in alignment with the body and what the body needs. That only happens when you start loving yourself. Yes. Accepting yes. yourself. The body will tell you. It will it, tell you. Right. It talks to you. Yeah. yeah. And it's and talking to you 24-7. <laughs> absolutely. And so we have yeah. a choice to exercise self-love and or self-hate. Mm -hmm. um, I know one of the things that was revealed to me um, a week or so ago is that loving yourself, what, because we haven't necessarily had the perfect mother and father figures. No one has. No one, because none of us are perfect. Um, that we have to relearn how to parent ourselves. Yes. Self-love. How to nurture ourselves and be compassionate to one ourselves. I mean, unconditionally. Um, without attachment or anything, just, okay, you fell down, you bruised your knee. Okay, you ate the whole pack of Twinkies. Okay, you know, uh, last night's uh, lovemaking didn't go the way you had it planned in your head once, you know, you and your honey got together. To be compassionate to yourself and forgiving to yourself and just learning how to parent ourselves in that way versus um, the way that we've parented our children or the way that our parents parented us. So I know that... That was what was revealed to me. Like, this is how you're going to exercise self-love is by mm -hmm. learning how to, to parent yourself again. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Woo! That's a big part. That's a huge part. Self-mothering. Um, I started practicing self-mothering, I think, around November. Mm -hmm. um, and it took me into a whole different realm of stuff that we don't have time to talk about right now. <laughs> Yeah. But it, it is just a way, as you said, of nurturing yourself the way you would understand a mother would, you know, and the softer side of God, 
Yeah. Right? Isn't that how you explained it? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The softer side of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The compassion, you know, the embracing, the understanding, yeah. you know, and then there's the, you know, I know you're tired right now, but you got to go in there and clean up your room. Yeah. But then that's when daddy God's why I speak. <laughs> Father. Okay. Now enough soaking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to get up and go take a bath. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You know, but. But even um, that is not condemning. It's, mm-hmm. it's that it's that voice, you know, that Father God is that voice that brings conviction to your spirit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that that motivates you and amps you up to go and do that thing. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's part that's part of integrating who you are. Um, we both, as, as we all, as men and women, have some portions of the masculine and some portions of the feminine. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, um, you know, a a necessary part if you fully identify as a woman. And I love being a girl, (laughs) Um, you know, but you do need those masculine parts of yourself to be your best self because the masculine is ego driven. Mm -hmm. That's how they get out in the world and they they make their way Mm -hmm. through their ego. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're also very um, they're all about getting to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so they're going to tell themselves that's why it's a lot easier for them to get up and go to the gym than it is for us right right they tap into that part of themselves mm-hmm. and so when when you're hearing get up and go take a bath or get up and go clean your room or get up and go to the gym or put that donut down that's your, your, your mind and body trying to integrate all the parts of you, mm-hmm. you know, which is God in us. Absolutely. Yeah. Have that power. Yes. Power. And that's yeah. when, when I'm saying powering up, you know, I'm not talking about you being the power. I'm talking mm-hmm. about the power that is working within you. In you. You can't rid yourself up if you wanted to. Now you can suppress it and act like it doesn't exist and play small and be led by your ego. But there is a power in you that is always saying, here I am. Tap yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. Because we earthed it. Oh, so close. These little few minutes go by so fast. <laughs> I want you to just t- touch on a little bit about how we've been miseducated on intimacy. Yes. Well, I, I think culture has been defined uh, mostly when it comes to sex by men. Mm-hmm. Um, and because, you know, they, they view sex, really a lot of people think men view sex just as um, a physical thing. It's not just a physical thing for them. It's a way they really express and connect themselves with a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, now, sometimes they may choose to do that with, with many women, but that's a whole other issue as well. But they need sex in a different way than we do. Mm-hmm. And it makes it seem like they need it more. Mm-hmm. But they don't. Mm-hmm. We need it just as much, if not more, because we're more sensually aware through touch. They have one erogenous zone. Right. Our entire body is an erogenous zone. (laughs) Yeah. So it's been defined mostly by them, which is why we have to re-emerge and reconnect with who we are as women 
so that we can soften the tone of intimacy in, without, um, throughout the world, you know? That's how we're going to change the narrative. Oh, I could go take a nap right now. That was so good. Yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. was so good. And that's why the divine feminine is so important right now. Just that feminine energy all together. And mm -hmm. it does, feminine energy is not, be a doormat. That's right. not that. I mean, yeah. God refers to wisdom as her. Yes. Yes. And wisdom yeah. kicks some knowledge in Proverbs, baby. That's yes. not always uh, soft, honey, you know, and acting like a mother, but more like a mentor, you yes. know? And um, so that, right, we need to raise that feminine vibration all over the planet and redefine what love and intimacy looks like. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I love so. it. And, and that's what I, that's when I, when people ask me what my purpose is, is to, intim, is to facilitate intimacy throughout the world and to help people define it for what it is so that we can stop all this fighting. And, you know, we know war and all that stuff is never going to go away, but we can change our little world around us. Absolutely. You know, we Absolutely. can change what happens in our home. We can change what happens in our own bedrooms. Yeah. And then that yeah. does change your world. Yeah. You do it yeah. one house at a time, then it becomes a neighborhood and a community and a city and a state. And, you know, yeah, absolutely. So. We're sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> it has been amazing to see your journey. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it has been amazing to see your journey and to hear the transformation in your conversation around this topic. Yeah. <laughs> and I am so grateful that you're letting your light shine and that you're operating in your gift because the world needs it. And it needs it from all of us. Yeah. All of us to rise up and vibrate at the highest level, which is love, but of joy and harmony and peace Mm. friendship and fellowship and sisterhood and intimacy yeah. <laughs> I love it give us one like cookie like this is the good stuff that you haven't been able to say so far and then tell people how they can reach you if they need coaching in this area where they need it if they want coaching in this area <laughs> <laughs> well um, my website sunshinelevere.com um, has probably too much information on it, but <laughs> I'm very wordy, but yeah, they can go to sunshinelevere.com and they can find out about all that's going on with me right now, but I will be introducing some uh, couples retreats soon. Um, just all kinds of things. Like it's just the things and the things and the things that are going on in this brain. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where you can find out about the radio show and how you can get in touch with me for coaching. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited. And I thank you so much for bringing me here. Like, you're such an, an inspiration to me. You've always been like a big sister, even though I think you might be a little younger. I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm older. You think? <laughs> uh, just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, you've always been like a big sister and I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you too. Any final words? 
<laughs> Final words. You know, there is nothing about you that isn't enough. Absolutely nothing about you that isn't enough. And when you learn to accept not trying to fit in or that I, I need to be like something, when you learn to accept just me as I am, I'm the shizzle. <laughs> I'm the shizzle, you know? And then you'll, you'll start to believe it and just act like it. Right. You know, everything else will start to fall into place. Yeah. 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 But just integrate. You know, I'm going to say this, and I know time is up. Integration is not assimilation. Mm. Mm. Integration is becoming, becoming a fullness. It's like the fullness of time the fullness of love, the fullness of connection. Assimilation is trying to be like. You know what? The more you try to be like, the less you are like. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So just be you. Right. There's no yeah. better version. Yeah. <laughs> There's no better version of you than you. Yeah. Right. Authenticity. I often say that authenticity is key. Yes. Yes. And that's how you get to intimacy. It it is. It yes. is. I know <laughs> you all have enjoyed this conversation today. And I will make sure to put Sunshine's information in the comments. So if you want to go to her website, it is there for you to see it. And this is what empowerment is all about. Speaking truth, learning from each other, growing together taking valuable information and applying it to yourself. Some of you heard some bits and pieces that struck you. Some of you heard the whole message, the whole message grabs you. Take your parts mm -hmm. and live empowered. Mm -hmm. And until next time, you know that I love you and I want you to, you know, power up, take all the hashtags, power living, whatever you need to do to stay um, to vibrate at your highest level. Mm -hmm. Stay in that place until we meet again. Thank you so much for joining Power Hour. We'll see you next time. Bye, bye, bye.